0: This is a radio broadcast from the Good Boys Gone Bland. Seek shelter now. Hello, and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season Seven, Episode Ten. Don't look up. I'm your
1: co-host, Anali. I'm your co-host, Brian. I'm your co-host, Jace. What are you doing, Jace? looking up no uh, don't listen
0: dude. don't listen to the big government machine bro look down big sky is just trying to make you look up all the time that was a good joke in the movie where what? they tell you to do the opposite mm. you know this movie yeah. just kind of has like a lot of twisted allegories it's like hard for like people with like lower iq to
1: understand
2: don't look at east palestine ohio
1: <laughs> the okay yeah no never mind we have to go like into some sort of we, transition we need to we can't this is <laughs> <the movie. gets laughs>
0: uh welcome uh to the final episode of our apocalypse season uh we've done 10 of these dang things and i feel like um you know towards the end of a season we always talk about this we've been on a roll of watching things in like one genre or like within one actor or an idea coming out of this i'm gonna feel weird not watching the world end every week in like in like a show like have i become like an apocalypse head like how are you guys feeling after after 10 of these
1: Hmm. i feel pretty good i mean this has been i think my favorite season so far and i mean it was
0: your first season the one the first well, one you yeah, haven't been forced we, to
1: do <laughs> we don't know if that's coincidence or not but i i feel pretty good i i like it and in fact i found myself watching an end of the world movie kind of unknowingly early this week uh, i watched signs the alien invasion movie and only halfway through it was i like this is the end of the world movie. You're and doing homework off the clock. Yeah, signs, I mean, like extra credit, baby. I,
2: well, I guess I have a question there. I was yeah. thinking about this when you texted us. Was signs not localized to like?
1: No, it was it worldwide. Was in, it was a worldwide yeah. thing. Oh. Yeah, and they said they literally said the end the phrase "end of the world" like multiple times. Mm-hmm. And the uh, yeah, because a lot of the footage came from like Mexico and South America.
0: That movie was fucking scary, man. I, I like I, I shit my pants so hard. I remember watching that sc- I remember watching I that with
1: you, <laughs> and scaring you. Yeah, because like during the tense scenes, we would go rah.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's a good, that's a great fucking movie. I'm like, it makes me think about alien invasions as a concept because that's been in the news like right. a lot, or like just conspiracy. That's why we watched it, and
1: I sent you guys right. the photo of us wearing the tin foil hats. Yes. On, on the other hand, because I'm oh don't man, if this would have happened, if this episode would have been recorded last weekend whole different topic on the UFOs right, right. what's going on right now <laughs> but I'm no. gonna lay I'm gonna lay that to the okay. side okay yes I'm gonna lay it to you. the side I'm just gonna say it was really dumb of me to watch mm. signs two days before Julie went on vacation oh because yeah. I watched signs when I was I think about six years old uh mm. when it like right when it came out maybe six or seven years old and, and it, it changed it, my life it did it <laughs> scarred me so bad Especially the scene early on in the movie where he looks on the rooftop and sees an alien. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, two things. One, I have to take my geriatric dog outside (laughs) like three times every night. And usually Julie gets up and splits the the task with me. Right. But now I'm going to have to do it by myself. And there's a house across the street that's like perfectly silhouetted. Yeah. And I can see the roof line. Mm -hmm. And I, I like have to divert my eyes away and don't you want to see the alien if it's on the roof though like i want be prepared. i want want that poison gas (laughs) and then second thing is i can see like my house is kind of like in an l shape okay and so i can see part of the other l like the other part of the l from my bedroom window so it's like a perfect setup i'm screwed i'm yeah i don't know i'm screwed well, the thing about signs, though, is it has
0: the same problem that Star Trek does with their aliens, is that their aliens look like us, you know? Like, they're they're bipedal. They got, like, two eyes and a mouth. Like, that's bullshit. Like, if there was aliens, they would be, like, fucking goo monsters or some shit. Yeah, it looks like a rival. nothing like us, right? Yeah, like a rival. So, like, you don't have to worry about those, like, green men. Maybe something like a xenomorph maybe is realistic or the thing, Um, but you don't got to worry about those creepy guys. I feel like it's less creepy... If it's like a cow alien or something, you
1: know. No, I get that too. Because like, also, I might just think it's like a home invader, too.
0: right? I mean, that's that's also like pretty scary. I mean, I feel like, and if anybody's Ooh. listening to this
1: podcast, I yeah. have, mm-hmm. you know, we've got home protection here. Oh yeah, yeah. Buddy. And I'm totally not. I, and I'm totally not bluffing. So <laughs> I've don't, got don't anti even try alien
0: it. spray. I've got a ray gun. Um. So what? Um. Mm-hmm. Just kind of popped a funny thought
2: into my head. Yeah like a reverse signs where humans end up on the signs aliens planet. Oh,
1: wouldn't that be so fun? You know, where
2: their house right. and you know, the shot is from the alien looking over to a roof and it's just a guy standing on, on the roof. Like, <gasps>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was like Oh shit. <laughs>
2: thing is how, you know, we only have
0: guns. Yeah. They have, they have no guns. Like that's a gunless species, right? They Which, just have well,
1: so sprayers. It's, it's part, it's partly explained. Was that the guy, The so two characters explain it, the little okay. kid and the guy in the recruiting office, he okay. says, I know what they're doing. We do this in other countries. We send out like people, you know, with no equipment, just hand to hand combat to probe the area to see if it's ready for an invasion, to see if it's primed for an invasion.
0: We do this. We send soldiers butt ass naked into like enemy territory.
1: Pretty so much. We, yeah. We, <laughs> we, There's even a we, movie about it starring Owen Wilson and then the little kid says yeah if they use their weapons we would just respond with nuclear weapons so and they oh, don't want that because they want to harvest the earth so if we use nukes it would destroy the earth so they're doing some
0: covert op shit they're trying to like break necks and just use their secret poison organs in their elbows or whatever yeah um to knock people out i yeah, mean but unfortunately <sighs> for them god yeah our our lord and savior uh protected oh, us th-
1: <laughs> sign spoilers for a 21 year old movie
0: yeah they have no jesus on their planet which is mm. which is why they're able to live there huge mistake huge <laughs> what were the odds they went to the jesus planet like isn't that crazy it's so unfortunate dude the planet where god have been traveling from?
1: for five thousand years <laughs> and they're rubbing their fingers together like oh man ooh, these guys look juicy and they got corn yeah, corn the best fucking thing they love that shit
0: and then they, they they find out they're like, hey, isn't this the planet where the Christian God is from? And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's not it. I don't think that's it. it. Really, he he told us last week that he's like overdue for a visit here.
1: Oh yeah, man, he, what are the chances?
0: Yeah, yeah. This this doesn't have that like liquid that's like literal acid to our skins that'll kill us on contact. No, 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 no. No, no, no. That's not that's not the, the planet. <laughs> Should we run a test? No, 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 just go down, butt ass naked. And then just just start, I don't know,
1: spraying people. Well, it reminds me, I thought about that too, and it reminds me of Galaxy Quest, which we talked about last episode too. Remember when they just land their pod on that planet and they open the door? And there's actually like a sensible response from Sam Rockwell's character, who's supposed to be the comedic relief idiot. Mm -hmm. And he's like, is there air? You don't know? (laughs) And he like freaks out. That's like kind of what happened in science, right? Right. The the, the people came down and they're like, is there water? Yeah, because there's just like
0: moisture in the air. Like, yeah, water vapor everywhere. Like, uh, I, think the, I I haven't the, seen the, Signs in so long. That the I'm explanation lost. is
1: holy water.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, it's... That's the I,
1: explanation.
0: Th- I think they're allergic to water in general, but the guy was a priest. It was like an allegory for demons yeah. and shit. Yeah. I don't know. It was a, it's a mixed reviews movie. It's pretty fun. i uh, no, we still dead.
1: talking
2: about Signs. Yeah, it's a science. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the movie Signs. Melba Gibson's yeah, it's a it's all Jesus stuff. It's uh-huh. Jesus stuff. It is? Um, yeah, yeah, it's all Jesus. Huh. What what gets me though is like the aliens they love corn right they love it so much they put their big cool footprint on it every time, um, but their planet is cornless right because there's no water because corns love water, mm-hmm. so are they showing up to our planet For the because corn. they think corn is so sick, but they Look don't at this like stuff. Put... it's on like a cob it's on a fucking cob all our shit
2: we're breaking into uh, Rick and Morty territory yeah, oh jeez yeah, oh it's like my start god it always goes back on to fucking cobby. Rick
0: and Morty okay is this our
1: first asteroid movie of an end of the world season that's like, kind I'm, of what my logic was even though yeah i kind of remember jace not liking the movie but it's what made me persist even though after he vocally uh expressed his just dis- you know hatred for it this movie yeah 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 i hated it I because mean,
0: well I, let's not get to the reviews
1: okay. yet guys right but like it's a classic it's like what you think of when you right. think of like a. It's and like it's a year old.
2: Movie. It can't be a fucking classic. it's, <laughs> it's a
1: classic scenario.
0: It was oh. nominated for an oh, yeah. Oscar, Jace. Yeah, it's well, because I'm, it had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Yeah, yeah they had to. They just—they don't even look at the movie anymore. They just see his name. Like,
2: uh, we don't want to give
0: it to him, but uh, we have to picture. nominate him. Yeah, <laughs> we have that rule. Since he was 19, he signed the contract to be in Titanic. Uh, I mean, Ryan, I—I wanted to ask because we've seen Armageddon, right? It was a big episode. Why didn't you pick Deep Impact? You know, like the movie that's the better counterpart to Armageddon. It stars our boy Elijah Wood. It would have been a great watch. Deep Impact has Elijah Wood.
1: I, yeah. Okay, I didn't
0: know it had Elijah Wood. Make that clear. Yeah, Deep Second, Impact has a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: I thought this was, would be a good one for like right now. Yes, it was. This, the is current very, moment. this is very like current. And especially in our political sphere, like Deep Impact was made in Armageddon. They were made in like a very different political climate (laughs) and they probably weren't like trying to make a political statement but this movie is the antithesis of that where like it's not really an end of the world movie it's a political movie true
0: no i i get that and that begs the question would we be better at stopping an asteroid now in 2023 or in 1998 98
1: that's a really good question too like i think like i think yeah if you put bill clinton on this shit I hate to say it, that asteroid's really going like that down. Dude. But like, yeah. <laughs> like, However, yeah. We've since done asteroid redirection missions. Like we, the United States. Well, I don't know if it's U.S. or if it was ESA. But we've done it. Yeah. Hu- the humans have literally redirected an asteroid. We've literally done it, but like for fun. Then, for yeah. Fun. For f- I, th- I think it was just. It for was sport. called Dart, like dual asteroid redirection test or something like that. And they had they had an asteroid. They had a smaller asteroid orbiting it, and they slammed their spaceship dart, like a projectile, into Mm -hmm. the smaller asteroid. Hmm. And they were looking at a couple things. Like, would it have broken apart? You know, would it just be absorbed by the soft material? Because the gravity is not very large on those things, so, like, they're kind of—sometimes they can be loosely compacted. So, we've studied
0: this. They've
1: literally studied it, and what they found was that, like, it was way more effective than they thought it was going to be. mm Mm-hmm. Like, it worked way better than they thought it was going to. They thought, like, a lot of energy would be, like, dispersed. Yeah. But no, it, like, hella worked. Okay. So we have, we've
0: done it. We've had proof of concept. We have all the science. But we are one fucking tweet away from having it never happen. We're one, one politician tweet away from being like, is there an asteroid, though? To, like, never, ever (laughs) solving this. The thing about
2: that that I think we can, you know, discuss later uh, is that, like, there are, you know, 7.6 7.6 billion people outside of the united states of america and we yeah, think when we think about these things very americentric right and like right. you go to any other country people are like i mean obviously this, some of the same problems persist but a lot of people are like what the
1: fuck is wrong with you guys <laughs> <laughs> i think that's an interesting discussion too jace with this movie yeah. I, my reading of that situation was that the u.s sabotaged the other experiment I think yeah. that was in part of the movie. but like Kind of like implicit, right? Just to think that the, the whole of
2: Europe in that situation was ignored is kind of the...
0: Yeah. Um, briefly, though, like we talked about how they kind of deal with asteroids now, like knocking it off course. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, like, we've got an engineer in here. We've got a lawyer. Um, we've got uh, just like a fucking burnout who just kind of hangs out on the internet. Um, can we think of a better way... To get rid of an asteroid, to redirect an asteroid, than, than the one they do now, like yeah, trampoline. NASA trampoline, B- build big trampoline, bro, <laughs> space trampoline. Okay, so they would have to know where it lands and mm-hmm. build a trampoline that's probably what like ten times the size of this. They would,
2: we would need, yeah. we would need like a really, really, really long ribbon of yeah. it's got to be carbon nanotubes, and then we need two rockets that it's attached to. And because we need tension for the trampoline to work, we gotta be like, okay, five seconds before it hits Earth, the rockets yeah. need to start blasting off
0: to the left and the right. Oh, so, so it's that gonna be tension so that the
2: <laughs> asteroid hits and
0: shoots off. Yeah. Why don't it. we just build it on the ground? It saves so much money than having to launch those into space. Or if we miss? Well, because, uh, you know, like That's the true. trampolines go
2: down when you bounce on them. Oh, you know? that's true. So, so then the,
0: the, the, the the it would hit the ground a little bit.
2: It would still probably kill a blue. What whale. I think
1: we should do, <laughs> okay, is protect the whale. We should we should put a rocket on that asteroid and just mm-hmm. slow it down a little bit until yeah. it's facing a planet we don't like. Ooh, and then when the yeah. asteroid hits the trampoline, double bounce it.
0: Double bounce it to the other planet. Um, I have an idea of how to stop an asteroid. We train other good asteroids to be kind of like on call. So when a bad asteroid's heading, heading towards us, we would hire a good asteroid to hit it. And that's the only way you can stop a bad mm. asteroid, is a good asteroid.
1: We could dig up some oh. old asteroids who have hit the Earth, and they're not doing yeah. too good. Ooh, and we it, could show it and be like, you're going to be like this. <laughs> is
2: this what you want? What if have we, we yeah. made the Earth a big, we made a really,
0: really big magnet. Okay. And we just opposited the asteroid away, you know? Oh, like so, so we're assuming the asteroid's magnetic because you said there's mag- metal in it, right? right you right. know, so like I got a lot of problems with that whole thing. What? What's what is it, Ryan?
2: That,
1: well, like, you've never
0: played with magnets before?
1: No, not the magnets. This is the plot. We'll go into that later.
0: Well, okay, yeah, but what if? How do you know you're putting it the right direction, Jace? Because you can't feel what direction you're holding it, and what if you're holding it in the attract side, oh, and it would shit. hit us even harder? No,
1: that's not how that's not how neutrally magnetic metals work. What you're if you have two magnets?
2: What if we okay. turned on CERN and yes. then oh, opened it yeah. up like a fire hose straight? <laughs> That's what it's for.
0: <laughs> is that what That's it is? <laughs> is that what CERN is? It's like a fucking hose. <laughs> what if we like it? It's a put big cylinder, <laughs> and the whatever's spinning in it, we just point it at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Would that be anything? <laughs>
1: There's yeah, a guy. I mean, there's a guy in the back of the room. He's like, President, we need more ideas. He's like, um, every tried, so, sir. Just uh, point one of the ends at it and turn it on. Is that anything? I bet you like Why one. We take Earth and move it somewhere else.
0: I bet you one guy in the room is like, "Hey, earth is moving all the time. Don't, don't you think the
1: asteroids going to
0: like not hit yes. us?
1: <laughs> we'll just put rockets on one side of the earth and point them down <laughs> and speed it up. Move what, the earth." Uh, but uh, but I guess earth rotates, so you'd only be able to do that like one time a day. Every day, yeah. fire the rocket at the same time. That'd be tough, a lot that of energy. That might work.
0: Well, I think I, a better use of the energy is have everyone stand on the North Pole and then jump at the same time, and then that would make the Earth go down without Ooh. having to build anything. You know, and well, then we only can only if they never land. <laughs> well, we can, we can renew <laughs> it combat. all the time, though. We can be like, we need a readjustment. Gonna fly everyone to the North Pole again. You know, on this date, we're gonna have you um, all jump.
1: But all times. the energy getting. The, okay, never mind. Wait, that's a whole other thing.
2: What if yeah. we subvert this whole problem? By uh-huh. one guy being like, what if the
0: moon's just in the way when it shows up? Oh <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was, so, so some Speed Swedish up the scientist moon. is like, hey guys, guys, I found out. I know this asteroid's gonna hit us. The moon's actually gonna fucking sideswipe this thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like NFL linebacker style.
0: It's gonna be oh, so shit. sick.
1: Dude, I know what we could do? We get Chris Angel. Oh, Chris Angel. Yeah. And we do that thing where he like makes the car disappear. Mm-hmm. He's gonna disappear the moon. <laughs> 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 that sounds like- <laughs> asteroids like coming down. It's like crash <laughs> <laughs> now. a little Wait, curtain. That's,
0: <laughs> that's literally sounds like a a twenty eighteen presidential solution. Is being like you, we call Chris Angel and David Blaine. Maybe <laughs> they can team up and make the asteroid disappear. <laughs> but first, we have to
1: meld the relationship.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, because they hate each other. Remember the, yeah. the, the big mag- yeah. magician a, wars? Dude, that's Wait, 10 really? episodes on real TV. <laughs> yeah, there was a magic war between those two because they're from different wizard colleges. It was like the
1: Ultimate Fighting Championship. Uh, the whatever the whatever the reality show they had. Ultimate. Yeah, fighting. yeah, the Ultimate Fighter. It's like it's them, was the but there magician. two magicians <laughs> trading yeah. on, like teams. It's. I mean, it's a a
2: solved problem because only David Blaine is relevant now. Yeah. Unless. He won. Hey. Hey. What? No love for Chris? No. He's a. He's a fraudster, by the way. David David Blaine's like, listen. He was gonna disappear the moon. I can only swallow it. I could
0: swallow the moon. I could hold it (laughs) in my throat. The
1: comments coming down. He's just like. (laughs) (laughs) like, No, David, don't don't open your mouth.
0: He gets a a little (laughs) glass. He's like. It's I'm a need a big glass. I'm gonna need a glass ten kilometers wide to <laughs> spit it back up. Have you guys seen his
2: uh, hot ones episode? Are you guys did he hot ones a Chicken wing in his throat. I think he. I think the whole th- he does the thing where he stores water in his stomach to spit oh, yeah. it later. I think he did that through like the entirety of an episode. What?
0: Like while also eating chicken wings, and it was like,
1: <laughs> oh my god, that dude is insane.
0: Yeah, he's. A, that's why he won the magic war. They were taking turns. Who can? He doesn't know magic.
1: Water. It's just he just really does it. <laughs> what if all that's those balloons I like that him. they shot down were his? Oh shit! Yeah. He did a balloon thing. He did. Yeah,
0: I watched it live. And me too. Uh, during work, it was during work hours. David Blaine doing a balloon
1: trick. No, he did goes he up in a balloon. In he's ha- literally hanging onto oh. a balloon, like okay. with his oh, hand, like dead hanging.
0: Like what I was afraid of when I was five, yes. like holding onto a balloon in the yeah, sky. Yeah, literally. He what got happened? to, like, the highest that you could, like, safely go before
2: becoming, a, I think the word's epoxic oh, Hypoxia, Hypo- Yeah, and um, he uh, got to the point where he had to, like, he, like, literally floated to thousands of feet in the air.
0: How did he get back down? Dropped off. Drop. He let go. What? And he just fell? Just fucking fell? Like, a, yeah. a thousand? God. Yeah. That dude, That dude is a freak right there. I love David Blaine. Um, okay, did we already talk about Moses splitting the asteroid in half and Ooh, both sides that's missing a us? Good one.
1: I did What's like the that water solution? content of the comet.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> to be enough water, we can have. Uh, so, Moses this, so this split. is another thing. Too. It's an asteroid, not a comet. No, There's no, water. no,
1: Jace. Th- no, Jace. This is the, this is another okay, thing. Okay. Is yep, that yep. they didn't have the science quite down. They obviously wanted the comet because comets are a lot more visible. <laughs> like you can yeah. see them with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. But the, when they talk about the metals and shit, like they're describing an asteroid. They're not describing a comet because comets are, you know, like ice, ice. That's kind of well, they're kind of icy dirt, but it's kind of the whole point of the comet. That's what you see coming off. Yeah. So I so it is kind of it is kind of the science is not 100 percent. They obviously cared about the science in this movie, but like, yeah, the nomenclature is a little off. Could we all
0: like shine mirrors at the comet and make it melt before it hits us? No, because that's already happening
1: with the sun. Fuck, you can't beat
0: that Well, thing. yeah, but it's not concentrated.
1: They didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. put so it through the, a
0: lens. The sun's space attacking lens from one size. Yeah, oh, you're lens. thinking
1: of like a... Okay.
0: Or we put like, you know, those like wood splitters, like those wedges, and we just put it really high, like put it on oh, top of the Burj Khalifa.
1: That's not and a bad when the idea.
0: Asteroid hits, it splits at the Burj and both sides just go around us. Uh, what if we covered the earth in grease? That way, when it hits us, it just kind of bounces off. Slips. It slips yeah. off. So Ooh. like maybe one continent would kind of get smushed a little bit mm-hmm. but the rest of us would be pretty good it kind of hit the water points. so we'd have to like Exxon you know oh the Pacific oh, tons of oil spills <laughs> let them rip I think we have you to just, let them all rip you could
1: also just dig a hole and it'll go right through us straight through earth
0: <laughs> yeah it was only nine kilometers wide you know yeah, like the earth that is wide. like
1: pit of the earth.
0: Yeah. wait hold on can we actually do this is you dig a hole all the way through the other side of the earth and have it go through it
1: the the <laughs> technically yeah the, the the uh the hole would have to curve because the earth is rotating but yeah i guess you technically could well that would be insane you have to right? time
2: it right you know they yeah. they knew that it was going to impact somewhere in the pacific so oh wait no you can't make a hole down through the ocean then the water we, will just go through the whole the water will, can the
0: water will drain
2: yeah, yeah, it'll it'll drain through the hole into the core. Okay, but we have other good ideas in here. And that'll cool the core down, and then we're in a whole
0: different situation. Yeah. Oh,
1: man. We could totally I, tie those two movies together. I do
0: really like the whole idea. I think it's really smart. <laughs> anything else? Do we have anything else I think that can we're solve pretty, this? Yeah, uh, it's kind of exhausted, huh? We should fucking work for the White House. Holy shit. Because, like, I feel like there's so much out-of-the-box thinking happening right now. I bet you there's one physicist who's listening to this, and he's, kind—he's like, a little excited. He's like,
1: oh! He's like, hmm. he's like wait
0: a hmm. second. NASA scientists, feel free to take any of these ideas. It might be more well, With a paycheck. Efficient. With a paycheck. So, yeah, if you guys have a- ideas about how to beat an asteroid good, maybe send them in to us, and then we could read them on state of the podcast. I feel like we burned a lot of time with that. Do we want to, um talk about the movie like we where we have been kind of hinting at it like ryan do you want to do your synopsis oh my
1: synopsis didn't for think the about movie. that didn't prepare at all even though this was my season and my movie it was pretty simple i think right once, a, once yeah. again my imdb that i that's like shortcutted on my computer is linked to the princess diaries trivia page it's gonna be there forever because yeah because i give it more traffic every time i try and go to imdb <laughs> This one guy in New York is (laughs) just blowing us up right now. We we can't use any Princess Diary trivia for trivia night. Why? (laughs) It's the most viewed trivia page. (laughs) And also, I watched the movie within the last 24 hours. I don't really need the synopsis, do I? I feel like you you could just freestyle this. All right. So this week... We watched Don't Look Up. It's from 2021, directed by Adam McKay. You might have heard about this. It made a little bit of a storm because it made some people scared and the other people angry. Um, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio as the two main scientists who discover a comet. Uh, Kate DiBiaschi, Diab- who the comet is and eventually named after, and Dr. Randall Mindy, who's kind of a weird, uh, weird dude and uh, this this asteroid or, or comet is coming directly at Earth. Oh no, what can we do? And unfortunately, this movie is set in a very similar alternative Earth to ours. And uh, they're not sure what they can do because the government is run by absolute morons. And first, nobody believes them when they warn everybody. And second, some people think it might be a good thing and that's if you can even convince them that it's real. So the movie follows the next six months as the comet bears down on Earth and the different types of people and how they respond to this sort of situation. And it makes well, I shouldn't say it makes the other people angry because it made me very angry. Mm-hmm. Um just because it's too realistic, man. Well, I just I'm glad we don't
0: live in this world. Yeah. Well, know? we
1: pretty much do. We don't I at hate all, to break it and- to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's that's kind of like what this movie is, right? It's it's kind of like rage
1: bait a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it's two hours of that.
0: Yeah, when I saw the length of this movie, it's like two hours and 20 minutes. It's a little too like long. That. It's a little too Holy long. Holy shit. Yeah. 30
1: minutes too long.
0: And right off the get, you know, you start kind of understanding the shtick, right? It's kind of like an allegory for climate change or just really anything that were long-term problems that we're dealing with in the country. And about 10 minutes in, I'm like... I hope this is not the whole movie, like this shtick, because this is gonna get emotionally exhausting to watch. And uh, shit, it was uh, fuck, man. That was a <laughs> that was a real slog. I, I I really struggled through this. I don't know how you guys watched it a second time. I don't well, know I to be it. fair, I stopped and then I watched it thirty minute increments. Yeah.
2: And I I do think though that the first half is I think breaking this up into two watchings the Mm -hmm. second half is quite a lot more enjoyable than the first because you get through the shock factor rage bait where you just want everyone to be hit with a wrench like i was talking about earlier and you're like okay now these people are getting what they deserve
0: no i I felt that too the very very beginning where you have jennifer lawrence and Leonardo dicaprio kind of talking about when they first discover the asteroid i thought that was done like pretty good Mm -hmm. um Like when when that line where she's like, why is the ephemeris getting lower and Leo having like a full on (laughs) panic attack and like the anxiety and the denial? Um, I thought that was actually like more well done than any other movie this season in terms of like dealing with the existential impact of having something like this.
1: Yeah, I I feel like I totally agree. And I, I want to talk about that scene exactly, too, because it's kind of like some of these popular movies. And this is a popular movie. It's made for a mass audience right uh so some of them rely too much on like talking head syndrome where like it's just a script and there has to be one character talking all the time but in the intro scene the the, the reveal that the asteroid is gonna hit earth and destroy it is actually revealed with a visual cue like yeah he's he's writing something and he writes zero for the distance and uh i, I really like that and i appreciated it and immediately it stuck out to me as like oh this movie is going to treat me like I'm able to figure out what that means, which is really <laughs> refreshing.
0: Yeah. I feel like Adam McKay kind of has that with his because he, he wrote like big short. He wrote uh, what was the other one that was that was really big. Uh, wasn't it the baseball movie? The fucking Oh, Moneyball. Moneyball. I don't think that's an Adam McKay. Is that not Adam McKay? No, it's Jonah Hill. Okay, maybe you're right. Anyways, Adam McKay writes these punchy scripts though, where they're they're they kind of explain these complex topics, and they they use like a lot of humor and shit. You're kind of led into the concept without being spoon fed, but I also has that. I also think it has that effect of making you fe- making the audience feel like they're really smart because they're watching it there's this smarminess about it that i find a little grating um like i really liked the big short but i it also was an aspect that kind of turned me off uh, from that movie and this one too i felt it kind of immediately where you're you're supposed to be kind of in on the joke but it came on like a little too strong did you guys kind of feel that with the humor or or just like the tone of the movie
1: yeah and i I know where jace is gonna go with this (laughs) it's because he's Mm. i remember him not liking the movie now but like the the issue with this movie is that it doesn't simultaneously wants to be funny but also does not want to be fun to watch and that's difficult because i felt myself frustrated so much and there's only at a certain point where like everybody's accepting that the world is going to hit that i feel like okay to laugh because a lot of the time like People are still really frustrated that the government's not doing anything. And I'm, like, sympathetic to them. And I'm also getting frustrated. And, yeah, it just changes. I think about the rock concert. or I guess not rock concert. The pop concert in the yeah. movie. I think that's when the tone shifts for me. When I'm not like, oh. Like, they're not just, like, glorifying vapid pop stars. They're saying, like, you know, that's kind of the problem. Is that even the people who do care really only pay attention to like vapid pop stars right
0: i mean Mm. that aspect was interesting too where like i mean honestly i wasn't super into that kind of humor where they talk about like oh this celebrity breakup happened or oh like what does this person think it felt very like we live in a society type of humor or type of memes where they're like oh you guys just care about your tiktoks and you don't actually care about this even if i think that's a valid criticism of society I think the way that it was done in here felt kind of boomerish, honestly, the way they presented like memes in this movie, the way like they presented the New York Herald scenes. They were rage bait to watch, but it also just felt like someone very like bitter and angry wrote this movie and just wanted me to feel that same pain. I just did not enjoy, (laughs) enjoy like most of the scenes in this. I think a lot of... Uh, I think it's meant to be...
2: Yeah, I think we've covered that we think it's meant to be Rage Beatty. And I think there were jokes in those scenes that we're talking about. But it mm-hmm. did see that like a lot of this movie was improv. So that kind of takes away from the fact that maybe... the like In some of the scenes, the director was attending to make a specific joke. Because you know it wasn't. It was like somebody mm-hmm. throwing out a line that's kind of funny in the moment.
1: Was it actually improv? A lot of it?
2: There are like 15 or 16 notices in this... Uh, that you can find readily online that are like the majority of this scene from like pretty much all of jonah hill's lines were improv the character some of some of the lines from the characters in the news scene were improv it was probably only specific jokes i might be
1: adam mckay is saying it's kind of known for that too it's just like even like with anchorman he shot two versions of the movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) because because they let the characters improv off each other so much that like Uh, There's a whole other plot line that they could have made off of the alternate jokes they didn't use.
0: I, I mean, I did appreciate the joke density in this movie um but the hit rate i guess just wasn't high enough Mm -hmm. for me like if you if you throw thousands of jokes in a movie and and most of them don't hit and then most of them just like make you feel sick and then uh i don't think it really works too much as a comedy um there were a couple jokes that like made me laugh like the you know your dad and i are for the jobs this comet will provide like i I thought that was like some pretty good (laughs) and there's some pretty like there's some pretty good satire in here or like the sesame street Scene with Leo yeah. like freaking out. He's like, "They're also, fucking
2: fascists!"
0: That was that was improv. T- yeah. that was impro- saying,
1: uh, "Can I be vulnerable in your car?" That was yeah. improv.
0: I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those mm. maybe another one. Well, I thought all the actors did a really good job in this movie, though. From Timothy Chalamet, the two leads carried like a really strong role both of them have these these, like really piercing blue eyes too and like there's so many wordless scenes where it's right on their face and you can tell exactly what they're what they're feeling in the moment especially that scene where jennifer lawrence all you see is just kind of her eyes tracking as like the president is just not paying attention to them as they're explaining the scenario i think there's like a lot of good acting in this movie i don't think anything was really like phoned in even even though it was like a lighthearted i guess comedy
1: yeah i don't have a problem with any particular performance it's just like it's difficult to enjoy something that you're not supposed to enjoy and then being like oh i get yeah. it i'm not supposed to like this so i kind of get it but once again like it's beating you over the head repetitively and that's what a lot of the criticism of this movie is It's like okay we get it make another mm-hmm. point but it's on the other hand sort of refreshing to have a movie say yeah i'm gonna have to Two hours and eighteen minutes of the same point made over and over and over because in the real world you aren't listening. Like it doesn't matter if they say it for two hours and eighteen minutes or for one minute. It's not gonna change because the people who aren't listening aren't listening. That's the whole point of the movie. And the the joke that makes yeah. it so frustrating is that the people in the movie aren't listening. So it's like I get it, it's very meta. Like everything is so obviously related to the real world, but There's even words from the president of the United States that were repeated verbatim by these characters, and it was very, very difficult to watch.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point, Ryan, about how relentless this movie is and how that functions is like kind of a performance art piece, too. Yeah, I Um, I, I agree.
1: Like one time I showed up to this performance art thing, and there was just this uh, woman ballet dancing next to a man who was buttering like a thousand pieces of toast. Nice and i'm like okay i get it after like two two pieces of toast but the the performance isn't in the two pieces the performance is in the thousand pieces
0: yeah man that's (laughs) it's the point it's the thousand pieces man the toast yeah like i think this this movie is i guess it's effective in that regard but at the same time when you're making a movie like this and it's not enjoyable really for anyone to watch and at some level it's supposed to be enjoyable like adam mckay likes to make movies that people laugh at and they like, you know, they, they recommend to each other. Um, I don't think they really accomplish that here. And I don't know how many people are going to see this and really flip on how they view climate change. You know, I think they might have that same like smug, we live in a society type of thing and then go on with their day. Have we ever had like a nationwide climate strike in any real regard? You know, I don't know. And I don't know if this movie is going to really move the dial it could i could be wrong um
1: no yeah but, but that's I kind of the point know. of the movie anyways
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is kind of like ironic yeah. is like you can criticize the movie for not doing good enough because mm-hmm. the movie tells you that no movie could be good enough like yeah. so it's kind of interesting
0: yeah i think all of their points are totally right you know it's <laughs> but could it also be a
1: shield oh definitely yeah it's yeah. like the when someone says oh it's terrible on purpose like thanks right. killing yeah Oh, it was terrible on purpose. Okay, well, then make a good movie. Like, like the only way I'm going to believe you that it was terrible on purpose and you could have made a good movie if you wanted is for you also to make a good movie.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. A, I guess the the question is, this personification of what we consider a problem in our society, in what way do you want that shown in film that you enjoy it? Yeah. Like, is if you're asked that as a director, as a filmmaker, or as a writer, probably maybe isn't. So I think they stayed true to... Like, the shittiness of the characters. So, the, like, the the ongoing jokes of the characters didn't bother me. Like, you get right away that the president is a piece of shit. And then, like, it kind of just settled into me. So like, that, that fact settled in and then, like, carried through the movie to the point where I think maybe, like, it was
0: a little jarring at first. And then I, like, acclimated. Honestly, I do think if the movie was a little shorter, like, let's say we cut 30 minutes out of the movie... I feel like it could have been more effective. And maybe maybe reducing the amount of times we we kind of hit the same point or the same joke might mm-hmm. make it more effective. Like let's say this movie was an hour and a half, people might be, "Oh, this is a searing satire and they did it so well." And it, you get you get the point. Uh maybe they could have been more efficient with their time. I could see maybe that working because yeah, like you said, like <laughs> like they're not wrong. The mm-hmm. the satire the satire they do in this movie is actually pretty good. Uh, It's just that it's just how exhausting it is to watch.
2: Yeah, I so one. I think something that I'm thinking about now is that in in quite a few of these movies that we've watched, time scale is a bit of a problem. And I think when you actually, if like we don't like the length of this movie, but because of the time scale, the 63 days to impact, I think it might be paced relatively well for like when you when you think about something that might come into the attention of like the general populace and then how it might play out. So I'm kind of like the thing when you, when we say like 30 minutes needs to be taken out, all I can think about are the random montages that like we got to cut from a scene to a montage of things. And the only time that it worked for me, was the very last one. And like multiple times I was like, ah, montage, ah, montage, (laughs) Montage like (laughs) (laughs) tweets, tweets and pictures and pictures of animals
0: and live livestock.
2: And I'm like, ah,
0: that also that was also like exhausting and I, I like texted you guys too like there's a middle portion where things are finally moving you know with the president and everything i ended up just putting the <laughs> fucking netflix thing on 1.25 speed cuz i was like this is just a d- dragging ass like i could just predict what's happening and i just i did that for like Twenty minutes. I, this first time I've ever done that. I felt guilty doing it, but I was like, you know what? My time's valuable. I'm not gonna just <laughs> sit here while they do,
1: while they do this. <laughs> it's okay. We all get one. Jace admitted to not finishing one of the movies. One
0: of us. I think Have Jace I? fell asleep in in one of them, but then you. you I think. you and then finished I think it. I re. Yeah. Then I rewatched it. it yeah. I think I said it is like a meme in the day, and
2: then I felt bad. This movie, I also considered <laughs> not finishing at 47
0: minutes. And then woke up and felt bad today. I was like, "God, I'm trying to watch it." <laughs>
2: Good,
0: I just I'm, wouldn't I'm have glad. watched it I, if I if if it was a second time for me. I would have just lied to you guys. I would have <laughs> just <laughs> I would have just read the Wikipedia page, be like, "Yeah, I saw it." Wow, what a tough watch, guys. I don't think I would have been able to do it. I mean, in a way, this is also kind of a a repentance for me, like a punishment, um, because freshman year of college, I was in like a. Roots of Contemporary Issues class. It's something they do for like to make you, you graduate. It's one of those requirements. And for the end of the class, they had us do a debate. And I was like really into debating in high school. Like I was in debate class and all this shit. And uh, they had us debate on climate change in the class. And I was in kind of my like shithead debater phase that I, I've I've tried to grow out of. But I was assigned the side where climate change is not caused by humans, right? They just kind of wanted just to like delve into like the subject. And while I was studying this, because I was like a fucking idiot back then, I was like 18 years old, coming from a very conservative Alaskan environment, I found out climate change was super caused by humans around this time. <laughs> okay, uh, but I like went so hard in the debate that like I was I did a really like brutal cross examination. I'm I'm not trying to brag too much, but I really destroyed the other side in the debate to the point where like the the crowd in the audience during their questioning period. They were, like, insulting the other side, and they were, like, cheering for my side, and I feel like, I don't know, I may have done some damage that day. Like, I, it's it, it wasn't good, and uh, I look back. I also wanted to, like, apologize to, like, <laughs> the other side because I think I went after them, like, a little too, like, in a way that was disrespectful. <laughs> but this debate i keep thinking about this because i was like i need to undo this damage because who knows i might have inception seeded a ton of 18 year olds into thinking climate change wasn't a big deal see um yeah i think
2: the thing here is yeah. like maybe the note is if you're gonna have a debate class in a high yes. school maybe mm-hmm. bring some people also like from college or beyond that to be the counterpoint so that, like, <laughs> somebody who can actually stand their ground. Because, like, you, what well, you said, like, I mean, people in that classroom might have been impressionable. And yeah. if you made it seem as if, though, you believe that, there are probably, I could imagine, a few of the people in that class would be like, yeah, fuck climate change. Legitimately, I know the kids that we went to school with.
0: Yeah. Well, this was in college, though. This was at Washington oh, State oh. where, oh, where I did this. Oh, that's worse yeah. because I went yeah. to school with them too. That moment also made me realize that you don't have to be smart to debate well. It's kind of like the whole Ben Shapiro, dude. Like you just kind debate, of be aggressive that's what I was verbally. Yeah, yeah,
2: Like, that, Him that talking year, to college students versus an yeah. actual someone who debates. Like
1: no, yeah. and it's interesting you bring that up too because my government class with Michael that that year was what made me want to go to law school. Because really? When yeah. I did the mock trial and the jury w- voted to convict because they are like, well, they didn't prove she didn't do it. And I was like, you fucking morons. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> did you do the 12 angry men? Like you're like sweating. You have like a rag and you like lean against the table.
1: <laughs> yeah. And they, they were like, well, mm, probably did it. And I was like, ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in a way... I need to repent somehow and undo this. So I'm going to say to our our legions of listeners, climate change is real, and humans fucking caused it. And I hope hope I can undo what 18-year-old me did. Probably not. But once again, no science
2: is 100%.
0: (laughs) I missed some details in the start of that.
2: I thought you were talking about a high school debate. If any of those people in that college class, they should have been prepared
0: for that. They took the step to go to college, you know? Yeah, there was a lot of dinguses in that class. I was also citing some real, like, questionable data. I was getting stuff from, like, foxnews.com. I was pulling up graphs that were clear bullshit. I just, I feel bad about all of it, (laughs) and I I got a super A. Yeah, so anyone anyone who watches those debates, you know, like, debater, schools, college liberal, uh, just know that debater is a fucking idiot. You do not need to be a smart person to do that. Uh, you just need to be more
1: disrespectful <laughs> to the other person. The, so, OK, there's a little bit of a transition yeah. here. Yeah. And when they in this movie, they talk about no science is 100 percent. And two things oh, that God. that's yeah. explaining is, number one, people are misunderstanding the scientific process and the scientific people method. People don't know what statistics is. Yeah, yeah no, they totally don't know. And so that that that's an inherent problem that we could go on forever, and you know, tons of there's tons of science podcasts explaining that what that means. But on mm-hmm. the other hand, this movie I don't think realized it was bringing up something called the the equal time fallacy, and that's the the inherent problem with things like debate club is that you take one side that's objectively correct and one side that's objectively incorrect, and you give them the equal amount of time to explain their positions, and at the end. There's a good chance that the audience is split 50-50. Now, with something like climate change or like with this asteroid where there's a million scientists who say, yes, it's real. And one idiot crackpot who says it's not real. In the equal time fallacy, they would both be given the same amount of time to present their ideas. And then that would just be given to the public. And the public is going to think, well, it could be one or the other. And that's kind of the problem with the current state of science presenting and news is that they do it like that. And they don't understand when scientists use, you know, these kind of coaching words like, you know, might or probably. They, they don't understand what that really means. And this is, I mean, we we can long talk about what the problems with the way media presents facts are but like it, it's a serious issue when you're when you're trying to make a decision about something and there's two people let's say you're the president or something and there's two people in the room one person saying well we might not be 100 certain the other person is saying no it's gonna happen like yeah you wouldn't be actually you actually wouldn't be crazy to say well let's wait wait let's you know sit tight and assess like that's actually kind of a fair response if you don't actually understand the science behind it
2: i like the way that the movie made sure that every every like left or right decision to go a certain way kind of actually just deviated from the science itself like the i think you mentioned there that the the first two scientists saw that it was there then they handed the information to other schools to make them confirm but the reason they sat and assessed is because there was midterms and then they deviated the rockets that were going to nuke it because they were uh, a super rich ass billionaire was like but wait we could have the minerals that was such a good role for that dude (laughs) and it got to the point where like at the 50 percent mark of this movie whether or not like they were you know the don't look up don't look down part don't look up or look up yeah yeah I, Um, i got you uh you know everybody like most of the people as they showed believed that the asteroid was coming they just believed that the billionaire was
0: going to be able to solve the problem yeah i mean that was like another splitting of the don't look or look up party i guess because that's another thing is just infighting within one side as well Mm. like fighting with oligarchic politicians but when when you're talking about like the the look up don't look up parties in there too i think that led up to like one of my favorite jokes which was the 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 two arrows where it's like we got to have balance and like look both ways or do yeah, both. the
1: chris evans thing yeah
0: yeah and that's that's brilliant did chris evans say that about something
1: like i don't know no i'm saying that he he played the, the dude who said was, that oh during. did he really yeah i didn't even there. recognize him oh my god that's funny and and that's what thing yeah. too i hate is when people are like what well, i you know i think we should all just get along You know, we just need to stop being so divided. Yeah, we literally do. We need to jump on the (laughs) consensus. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the people who, like, believe facts who need to agree with the people who are making up alternative facts. It's the other way around.
0: Yes, exactly. It's like when one group of people is clearly a fucking (laughs) problem— And what you were saying about, Ryan, about, like, the equal talking time fallacy, too, like, that's pervasive in politics. Like, enlightened centrists are like, oh, no, well, we can just do both or, like, halfway. What if we let half the whales die? Like, wouldn't that be just good? We just meet in the middle and, like, stop the hate. And it's like, no, we should let, like, no fucking whales die. Like, it's something that's really frustrating within politics. And that's what also you know pisses me off about centrists too <laughs> where it's just like no let's just meet in the middle here and no there's no middle there's no middle for a good thing and a bad thing and I, that's what i really liked in this movie that's how you do effective satire is you take something absurdist and you can easily apply it um to something that's in the real world i also to, when you guys were talking about the like science literacy the whole like Kate blanchett tyler perry scene um both of them did really well in this movie but man that was the most difficult part of this movie for me to watch i was like ripping my hair out um and seeing first J- jennifer lawrence's blow up was really cathartic to watch where she's just like it's you're all gonna fucking die and then finally leo's humongous blow up at the end too was also just that's kind of like the moment where they're supposed to be the audience where you just want someone just to scream at the fucking camera uh, i think they use that to like
1: really great effect here but the build-up was too long it was like agonizing what's one thing about this movie is like jennifer lawrence is quite clearly the audience you know corollary but yeah if this whole if everything in this movie was shrunk by like 20 percent, it would be better i think and yes especially because we have that scene again later with leo like you know, he's the one who received media training, and so he didn't have his outburst in the first time, but, you know, later on he had the same outburst. So, like, we're seeing the same scene twice. Why do they both have to have a really long buildup? And, like, I totally agree about the Tyler perry Kate Blanchett scenes. And mm-hmm. that was also frustrating that, like, they didn't have enough, like, intelligent moments about those characters to make it clear that that was just an act being put on for their fans.
0: Like, they were just, they were on the TV just, like, trying to act like that. But then away from the camera, maybe there's something else right. kind of going on. Yeah, I yeah, wish that, there that was, that was a little more difference.
2: They kind of cover that with Cate Blanchett's character. Which is like A little bit, yeah. I've got three master's degrees.
0: I speak four languages. I've got, I've yeah. got two Monet's.
2: I've got yeah. da 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 <laughs>
0: yeah it's a really short blurb that whole side plot of uh leonardo dicaprio being like the hot scientist and then where he just like devolves into this whole different direction i thought it was like interesting and i thought it was pretty funny but i'm like maybe that's like something you could cut like i don't know if that was necessarily like served the plot i guess like it's him kind of getting lost in the sauce a bit too definitely And then the whole, like, the misogynistic labeling of Jennifer Lawrence's character of like, she's the crazy woman, like, oh, put her on, even though she's doing the exact same thing that Leo's doing. Um, You know, those are pretty good, but it's like, those are more like bumps along the road. When you look at the narrative shape of this, it's just kind of like build, relief, build, relief, and then big build, big relief. Something like that. I don't know how much uh, stress hormone and relief hormone I have to, like, make this really effective in this movie.
1: Is the big relief when the comet actually hit?
0: Yes, thank God. Just end it. Yeah, I was (laughs) hoping that happened
1: a little bit earlier, yeah.
0: I wish I didn't have that spoiled for me going into this movie. Like, oh, really? Because whenever people talk about this movie, they're like, oh man, the ending, though, that really ties it together. And much people have been saying, they're like, oh, I didn't see that ending coming. And so I kind of like know in the back of my head that it means the asteroid is going to just destroy everybody. Who have you been talking to about this movie that, like, you know that? <laughs> Do you have another podcast? Or did you fucking Google it? No, I just, people have talked about this movie. It's been out, both my parents saw it. This whole uh, situation with the asteroid, too, like it kind of reminds me of that Carl Sagan speech that was kind of online for a while, like when he was talking to Congress about climate change, uh, where he was talking about like it makes sense for completely other reasons to pursue a solution to this humongous issue for totally separate reasons. Like it would make sense to have an independent like power system, or to like make make solar panels just because we can just get it from the sky, or it's just invest in science just because we can get a benefit from that too and i remember that like new yorker comic where it's like well what if we just create a better world for nothing and it kind of makes me think hard (laughs) about that too moments like this with even with an asteroid i feel like if we really pushed hard into funding even if the asteroid had like a 50 percent chance of hitting us we could benefit from just building an asteroid defense system or just building sicker rockets and shit
1: and that's what you were talking about with star trek too and that's what yeah i found persuasive about that universe is progress for the sake of progress and like understanding right. that there's collateral benefits to be had from these sorts of investments in like technology and think about things like computers it's like yeah we could have gone never having developed you know microchips like the fallout universe yeah <laughs> from the video games like they all the computers are still tube-based you know but like there's benefits to be had that you don't even realize from the stuff and like yeah finding a way to divert asteroids right now doesn't teach us all that much but like if we would never have built a telescope specifically to find and study comets and asteroids like then we wouldn't even know how to begin doing that and that was years and years and years ago so there's too much of a chaos there too much of a butterfly effect with technology and like there's there's never a reason to you know, not find out more knowledge. It reminds me of, like, the person who
0: discovered CRISPR. She was literally, like, looking into a very, very specific boring protein in E. coli, where she's like, oh, I wonder, like, why this thing's chopping up this, like, little molecule here? And everyone's like, who the fuck cares? Like, I'm gonna give you, like, a dollar. And then she looks into it and finds... Probably the most important genetic engineering tool in human history. It's just like you have no fucking idea. Right.
1: Uh, and also, the the doctor who uh, thought germs were real. He was like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, germs might be not be real, but they might not. They might actually be real. So we should just start washing our hands. Ghosts. In case, yeah, they, in case ghosts, real. You idiot.
0: it's ghosts. Everybody know it's ghosts
1: you fucking fucking and and he's like well there's no harm in like just washing your hands so i'm gonna go ahead and do it and all his patients lived
0: yeah Did he and he died because of that right like that was the whole ironic thing was that he was telling these people where they're like okay you guys are doing autopsies with the same tools you're doing surgeries yeah. on so maybe wash them and every like all the doctors like were super pissed and so when he needed a surgery the doctors purposely used the dirtiest-ass tools on him out of spite, and he died of infection. Like, yeah. that's just—that's just—if you ever want to think about how dumb humanity is— It, it must have been his humors. It must have—it's gotta be the ghost. Wow, he was super haunted. And kind of related to that, the whole Steve Jobs sequence, or, you know, the Steve Jobs analog or the Elon analog, whatever you like to call him— Um where he was going into that tirade about all human suffering being solved by the amount of money they'd make from those minerals, <laughs> that also kind of like maybe think a little bit about this, but just being like, oh, like capitalism's gonna fucking save us with all the innovation Apple's gonna do. <laughs> like, think of all this amazing shit. I thought that was effective, yet, just that was just another cherry on the t- cherry on top of the shit pile for this movie for me, where I'm just like, this is just upsetting. I don't know. <laughs> Um, But I thought the actor, with all of his weird way of talking, I thought Mm -hmm. that was like pretty funny. Like Like, and avoiding eye contact until like like very necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And how agonizingly slow he was talking, where he's Mm -hmm. like,
1: "Oh well,"
0: um, and I I thought that was like (laughs) like a pretty good thing in this movie. The one
2: thing that I thought was interesting is that generally, when I think of somebody that would be in that position, I wouldn't expect them to talk. With maybe the cadence that we have in a casual conversation, where you use um or you stop and think, and that was a major part of that that character, where they're like slaying these crazy one-liner thoughts that you know maybe are kind of seem like bullshit. Yeah, it's like somebody's blowing smoke up his ass, and then but it would be like um hmm uh," and then deliver the thought, and it's like oh shit.
0: The other thing that in this movie, too, speaking of like failure to communicate was Leo's failure to communicate a lot of the points in this movie, like his his inability to bridge that gap. Just like, you know, we always talk about this with scientists. They can't bridge the gap to the general public. And I feel like that was almost just as infuriating as everything else in this movie was during moments where he just could not say an asteroid is going to hit earth he yeah. was just kind of just talking about trajectories and like ephemeris
1: and shit and, and um, giving trying to make a someone who is not a great public speaker trying to be a really good public speaker is worse than someone who's not a good public speaker and is just up there doing it because like yeah someone who is it doesn't understand that you need to get the point across quickly and effectively will just ramble And because he tries to, like, give this big, long intro. Well, you see, comets are these things from the (laughs) Oort cloud. And, like, you need to say, this is an emergency meeting. There's something heading towards Earth, and as we stop, it, the whole human race is going to go extinct. And if you just say a couple sentences like that and i i understand that the filmmakers know that's what you should say but once again like it might not be clear to the audience that the director is making a joke about scientists themselves yeah mm-hmm.
2: and yeah it's very common like uh, my company of the now 257 plus people we have 150 of them i think have masters or PhDs and it's like you, you know when you get into a conversation with this person you're gonna get the well this comment came from the and it's not effective for connecting to an audience but is it it is important in the day-to-day of expressing information and I think that's the reason like you just said it's in this movie is because that's a very common thing like a this is PhD candidate Kate Diabaski people some people care about that type of thing
0: right but most people don't or like what's a candidate like what yeah i mean this comes back to the whole like is it easier to train astronauts to drill or drillers to be astronauts it might be easier to train a good speaker just like how to (laughs) explain a couple science things than the other way around
1: yeah that's Um, what dr oliver was good at too mm -hmm. but mostly got relegated to the back because in science you want credit to be given to the right people Yeah. so you have to be clear about who gets to say the certain things and like he was deferring to people and that's just not what you want when he's the only person in the room who can say it without getting angry or can say it in the first place i saw okay.
2: something uh the other day about like the reading level at which presidents speak i was like a comment and probably requires further delving but like Listed out multiple presidents that, when they spoke to the public, spoke at, like, an 11th grade level. But, like, the majority of presidents, like, below that were speaking at, like, 7th, 8th, or ninth grade levels. (laughs) And, like, it can affect their success. So when you talk about somebody who's a PhD and can literally pull out a whiteboard and do the equations that he was doing and then trying to communicate to the public, huge gap
0: yeah I remember reading somewhere that like the majority of the u s has is at like a fourth or fifth grade reading level in yeah. like reading and comprehension. and I think about like the John Kerry election where he was like a very like serious and very like efficient speaker <laughs> and they think that's like his lack of charisma in that regards why he lost compared to George Bush, who's able to be like,, uh-huh, come on America, yeah, <laughs> and people liked that better uh, made it
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Could we talk about the ending of this movie which we kind of alluded at before?
1: The credits scene or
0: Yeah, oh, I guess I guess the the conclusion, right? Like the They were trying to, they had a couple of rocket launches and they all basically failed because they purposely tried to not make them launch. They were hoping to harvest minerals. And finally, the last mineral harvesting launch fucked up, right? And there's kind of this last dinner scene where kind of all the major characters are just eating dinner together and not paying attention to the failed rocket launch. I thought that was actually a really well done scene. You actually felt the weight of that. And I actually liked like what Jace was saying in the moment where it's flashing to different scenes around the earth to contextualize... The gravity of the situation. It's not just this family that's going to die. It's going to be like every piece of nature and culture around the world. And I thought that was pretty good. And the, the shaking at the end, where they're all just kind of like pr- trying to pretend everything is normal, uh that kind of got to me, man. Like, yeah. I don't know.
2: <laughs> There's no, some
0: general terror from me in like, and uh, extending my
2: empathy to these characters and pondering what it would be like for me in the situation yeah. to see the kind of. Shaky cam and just trying to continue to have that casual conversation. And the only thing else that I want to point to is that in that montage, for some reason, there was video footage of a bunch of otters like in a park tearing some shit <laughs> yeah. apart. And then they just added shaky cam to it to make it fit <laughs> the scene.
1: <laughs> I agree. I, I like that. And it made me think about us and could the three of us, because normally the two questions I have are oh, yeah. could the three of us survive? And if so tasked, could we prevent? Well, given
0: our conversation earlier, I think we can, baby.
1: Well, so that's one (laughs) thing. That's one thing too is obviously if it if it hits, we wouldn't survive because nobody survives. I mean, a couple people do, but the could we prevent? Like, let's say. You know, we're the scientists or Jace is the scientist and he brings us along uh, for the conversation with the president, like the day that yeah. it's breaking. Could we communicate this information a little bit better in a way that the American public wouldn't reject it? I think so. Right. Like, <laughs> I always hope so. We, we're, we have a podcast where we're communicating. Oh, yeah. So we're things. very important people for
0: hours. Yeah. I feel like we could just cut to the chase. I mean, we do like to bullshit a lot on this podcast. But I do think we can just say rock's gonna hit Earth, right? I mean, I feel like we could also create maybe like a maybe like a dance challenge or like a destroy the asteroid challenge. Now we're talking. You know, mm-hmm. get get some get the general public interested. The problem is is
1: yeah, the people trying to stop it didn't weaponize the pop culture centric audience. They just let it be. When Ariana Grande was trying concert. to sing that thing back out into space. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it was matter. a concert. Yeah. You know
2: how many fucking thousands of people want student loans to be canceled?
0: Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. Any right,
2: move. Yeah. It's like the final hurdle is a bunch of geriatric idiots and
0: a table that's like,
2: well, what's the, our bottom line could always come up.
0: <laughs> and I feel like we can just give, I mean, I don't like it. I don't like it. But we can give like a Rush Limbaugh type or Alex Jones type or Joe Rogan like a hundred million dollars because they'll take the money and they will do anything mm-hmm. uh, and just spread this information just to get the last little bit of people to get along get along with this
1: I kind of wish the end of this movie the, the the mining plan wasn't the same as the first plan yeah I, I wish that the they, they did something weird like put a trampoline or dig a hole chris angel it yeah yeah that 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 would have been funny and that would have obviously put the movie into an unrealistic satire but like i don't know it it would have maybe
0: changed the direction of this movie i feel like it would have made it more effective at the end because just seeing those like a couple robots fail was kind of just like well we all kind of knew that was happening but have it build to something that's obviously gonna be stupid (laughs) i think would have what might have been a better better use of the satire
2: i don't yeah
0: I I kind of
2: I enjoy I like that ending just from a corporate standpoint because I know what it's like to have people at the highest level say we're gonna go with this we're gonna do this and completely mm-hmm. determine like the direction of a design and being one of the people who has to implement it being like wow that is terrible you don't understand the problem You're, so like them being like oh we can twenty four drones will do it it'll be okay it's like things that executives yeah. have said or like things the sales people have said it's like where the fuck did you come up with that that's not grounded in reality at all
0: yeah it's just like the good news thing that they where they all, all they just want to say good news yeah speaking of which speaking of like those businessmen they have like this noah's ark ship at the <laughs> end that everyone gets on and it just seems like the worst ship just ever created where it's just like you get it's all just old ass like white men <laughs> and it's just all these like billionaires who are completely useless and they're all just gonna live together in like a colony i'd be like just fucking give me the asteroid man i would not fucking get on that shit
2: and then they got eaten which
0: felt kind of
1: that was pretty cathartic
0: yeah yeah the Brontor Rock or whatever they, they landed on like... yeah do you guys want
1: <laughs> like to that's start gonna reviewing? be reviewing yeah let's
0: do it Let's do it. Uh Apocalometer, right? Our, last, so our apoc-a-lometer. last
1: apocalometer. And I think for that reason, I mean, it's almost a perfect score because let's think about it. It actually happened. It was a classic disaster movie. There was U.S. government, at least, ineptitude. You could say, mm-hmm. in effect, caused it. And uh it was a scientific approach. And I liked all those things. There wasn't, like, an unexplainable, like, weird stuff like you get in a lot of those other movies from Roland Emmerich, which are, like, day after tomorrow, a freak storm and and stuff like that. There there wasn't that. Yeah. And also, the asteroid didn't come alive with, like, AI robots and attack Earth and stuff. Yeah, they did miss that. (laughs) So I think in a way, obviously, this is making a joke about climate change and other things, but I think the effectiveness is still, I don't know if it's lessened because it's a satire movie. I think it still is an end of the world movie. And I think it's important that an end of the world movie also have a double life as something else. So they're not all boring, droll, pointless movies that, that they some of them can be kind of important. And uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine, partially because I think it made too much of a commentary on our current, atmosphere and not enough commentary just on like the end of the world situation so i think a nine is very fair yeah nine i
0: i was kind of thinking the same thing ryan because i mean you do have the mega check the asteroid wicked destroys earth no one can fucking deny (laughs) the highest kill count of our season hello eight billion dead holy shit i mean we don't know if they're dead they could they could have I don't know. Maybe been blasted off the Earth into a safe zone. in the post-apocalypse. Really
1: in the post-credits scene, doesn't Jonah Hill wake up? Wait, last man on Earth. Yeah,
0: there's a second post-credits. There's a second. Scene. What? Oh, there is. What? What happens?
2: Jonah he Hill comes up, out of the bunker. He makes a video. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh
0: shit! See, okay, we're good. We're good. Then there's a lot of people survive. Who knows? Anyways it definitely highest kill count of anything in the season. Um there was a bird scene where all the birds are like flying around and shit. That was a check. I found that one. Uh first thing they tried was to nuke it. All right. They didn't quite nuke it, but I am going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a check mark there. Um there was a rioting and anarchy scene. Uh that's going to be another check for me. They did say the title like 50 times in this movie and it was also like chanted uh by a humongous group. So like that's going to be another Uh, disaster movie point for me but like honestly yeah like what ryan was saying this is not like what you would watch if you're into disaster shit there's not a lot of scenes of stuff being destroyed like you usually want to have like a little bit of a build-up you know like in the core where there's a sun laser or there's like you know a fucking tornado storm or some shit it all happened at the end this is mostly commentary about a really shitty political situation Uh, So it's not quite a disaster movie. I don't think the same crowds are going to come and see this shit. It's not like a Michael Bay shit exploding movie. So it's going to be a nine. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. I think the spirit is there, but it's not quite. I can't give it a 10.
2: I am going to give it a 10. And I think the only thing that is scratching the itch differently for me is that, like, the, this movie's not I guess it's not really science fiction. It is science fiction, I guess, because it's like the topic is science, and it's a fake <laughs> and scenario <it's> <laughs> and the asteroid is gonna hit the earth. But it's not like it's not like the core where they need to come up with a, a turd laser mobile to drive through <laughs> the geode into the center of the earth. God, it's I wish. like there there is a very present threat that is unaccessible that is imminent and the hurdles are the hurdles towards the end of the world are very political. But so I think it hits everything else. Um, this doesn't have any bearing at all on my movie. meter.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. A 10 uh, pretty high. Ryan, what do you, what do you think? What do you think about this movie on the movie meter?
1: The it's just so hard because I can't divest how good of a movie it is from how much i liked watching it like i totally agree i didn't want to recommend this i'm glad i did but like Mm -hmm. i didn't want to watch it again and that's okay movies can do that to you that's totally a valid way of making a movie and so it's hard to i don't know it's hard to i think objectively it's not a terrific movie once again it's too long the editing apparently was a little bit unfinished your netflix was not skipping some of the scenes were literally frozen oh yeah it was Was i think it was a rough cut meant to because they didn't (laughs) were able to finish editing in time (laughs) oh shit yeah so things like that obviously bring it down um nothing that we haven't said so far that there's like some little commentary that i thought the subtle stuff would have been shown a lot better if the running time was you know lessened in some of the beat you over the head stuff was taken out like i enjoyed that the main characters who are the liberals the liberal stand-ins they didn't know how to pray at the dinner table and that was pretty funny. Like that that's kind of clever a way at the very end to show that little difference between the two demographics. And the uh I think the once again, the the best part of the movie were the opening ten minutes and the final ten minutes. And for a movie like that, I'm gonna have to go ahead and give it a four. I think on personal enjoyment, it's a little bit less than that, but on objective, it's just a, it's a point or two higher than that. So I think a four is generous. And fair, and i could totally understand people voting this highly because they think it's an important movie and also low because they don't like watching it however the imdb (laughs) reviews of this movie are so good oh man there's some people who give it a one-star review and they're like the only good thing about this movie was uh mark rylance who plays the billionaire he's like (laughs) because he he saved people uh what is are those so there's people who like don't get it. There's people who no. There's people who say uh, this movie fell flat because Biden's now in office and COVID's still going. Oh my god! And oh, Jesus and I Christ. saw that the asteroid was blown up at the end into tiny little particles. Yeah, I get it.
0: Like so, the particles are COVID. Yeah, that's what Is he's that... saying.
1: And it didn't. Jesus and it didn't stop Christ. us. So maybe See, like. Yeah, there's people who just don't understand. This and is why lead he, he poisoning is like, a serious
0: problem yeah. in our nation. he uses nation.
1: peer-reviewed science in quotation marks in this review, <laughs> and he's like, "Not." And he's like, "Well, not everything is has to be peer-reviewed." And we're like, and I, "It's I, like yeah, that's the point I, of the movie." I, mean, I think it literally, <laughs> it's literally the point of the movie, you idiot. And so I love that he wasted his time like this. Oh, it's the longest review I found, and it's so fun to so. I, I understand why this movie need to be made. It's because of people like that. And unfortunately, they're in the movie. So it's yeah. not fun to watch. Matt, the
0: fucking density to watch a two and a half hour movie where they're beating you over the head with the satire yeah. and you still don't get and it. And he says, just,
1: while it appears that McKay likens the administration of President Janie Orlean to right wing ideologies... I think uh, it's... The words appear and like it? <laughs> like, what? No, it's... Ex- it, the, the words it's are explicit. out of it's, Trump's mouth. <laughs> I
0: think it's insane. It's so explicit that it's like you would literally just have to have a stamp she's that says wearing, Republican she's on She's wearing her
1: a red dress the whole time. Yeah.
0: She said she based her entire look off of Fox News correspondence. Yeah. Oh. I just... Oh, incredible. Incredible. That person can yeah, vote. <laughs> Yeah, like, we've, uh, listen, I've already said what I think about this movie. I don't need to, like, be a broken record here. A lot of it didn't work for me. I agree with Ryan. There's a lot that worked well. I mean, Adam McKay has been kind of famous about this movie where he, like, he'll clap back at haters on Twitter and just say, you don't like it just because you don't agree that climate change is a problem. Um, I mean, I definitely agree that climate change is a problem, but I don't think the movie was necessarily uh, effective. So, like, I I think... just yeah this movie was too long i i can't give it even an okay score because i fast forwarded through so much of it i never fucking do that so like i can't i I don't know i've never even did that with my one star movies so i'm I'm really struggling with this do i think it's a piece of art that maybe did contribute something interesting or important maybe it was also nominated with like for four academy awards um which kind of blows my mind there was a lot of things where it's like, I look at the constituent elements, the boxes are being checked here. Um, yeah, just make it fucking shorter, man. I, it was painful. It put me in a shitty mood for the rest of the day. Uh, I'm going to give it like a three. I just didn't like it, okay? I'm going to give it some props, Some res- a, respectful, a respectful three, okay? damn i thought you know you were you
2: were actually kind of nice and you explained your thoughts i thought you were gonna say yeah i believe climate change is a problem and your movie still sucks (laughs) (laughs) Mm. um i got it i think i'm right there with you maybe instead of like you know there's a lot to maybe not like about this movie i think the 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 running joke of jennifer Lawrence's character of being like why did he charge us for the water at chips yeah (laughs) was probably one of the funniest jokes yeah, that and was like so funny. Like you've got sixty days left to live, and like like you can <laughs> tell that a lot of the brain power has gone to being like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Why
1: did he do that?
2: Um, Timothy Chalamet, he uh, our our boy popped off.
0: Like always, a, brings it.
2: Yeah, and I th- I thought the we talked about the the can I be vulnerable? The absolute you know like one eighty of the character. From being like a little punk rock anarchist to being like oh yeah i'm an evangelical christian (laughs) (laughs) found my own way to it the end scene i found kind of that the end i found moving i think the first half of the movie is ineffective uh well not i shouldn't say ineffective i think it's it is effective it makes me angry i didn't enjoy watching it and if that's the point of the movie then they did a fantastic job, but I hated it. I turned it off at 45 minutes (laughs) and I had to restart it today. Then I got through the middle 30 minutes and was like, ah, and I had to do something and I finished up the last hour. And I think the last 20 minutes of it are pretty powerful. And I think that group of people coming together around that table, not watching the news, um, accepting what was to come and how every single actor played their piece in that made it okay. So... I think a 4 is the right place for it to be. Yeah, that's fair, Jace. I think
1: if I people mean, if, if if people see the graph of the season and see that we're averaging like a 3.6 for this movie, they're going to think that we're a bunch of like we're conservative deniers. dudes. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> we're fucking deniers. I mean, like The Rotten Tomatoes is a good amalgamation of the US. It's it's 52%. And I think that's about how that's many how people How much you need to win an election? Should,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah jace like i i could tell you saw this movie today and then had to review it in the same day just because like i feel like the first like half of this review you look like you were dying <laughs> like it feel like it was taking a lot out of you to do this like i i am one day removed from this and i am also feeling emotionally exhausted uh by this movie so i'm glad we got it out of our system we're done guys and we wow. made it through ryan i gotta say i really enjoyed the season
1: yeah
0: yeah uh It's the first Ryan season, not as bad as I expected, Ryan, you know, (laughs) but I I think we, we had a lot of twists and turns and, um, you know, we don't have a movie next week. We have a little something called State of the Podcast. Uh, this is going to be State of the Podcast 7, where we will reconvene. We're going to debrief on the season. We're going to talk it over. Jace is going to run some numbers about like how we, how we graded each movie and just, we can kind of like do a retrospective. So even if you haven't seen all of the episodes this season, maybe that's a good way to kind of catch up and just see what we've been up to. And then, of course, the second half of the State of the Podcast is where we will, I guess, present slash debate or just show uh, our pitches for the next season, uh, our next 10 movies for season eight. We're going to be in the 80s or 90s of our season. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of fucking episodes. What are we going to pitch? Who the fuck knows? I mean, you guys probably have an idea of what I might pitch, but uh, you know that that that's coming up. That's coming up. So uh, it's if my you guys are interested,
1: this whole podcast—it's <laughs> like I like picking the movies and the suspense of not knowing what we're gonna do, and then yeah, I don't know. It's fun. It's really fun. This season also took us half as long as the one before. So I'm yeah. like, I don't know. I'm still in it. But yeah, well, thank
0: you guys for uh, sticking with us in the bunker season. Is this a key I see to escape the bunker? Is it safe to come out? Oh, God damn it. I don't even know why
2: we do the mansion anymore. Oh, a key
1: card. (laughs) After the doghouse, it was kind of hard to come back in. We found the key
0: in the DVD case for Don't Look Up. Uh, It's actually a digital key because we saw it on Netflix. So Mm -hmm. it's it's a digital key that came out. Who knew it was the streaming one that would allow us to escape this? Do you think when we open the door, it's... Gonna be? Is is there gonna be life out there? I don't know. The computer said we had to watch, uh, ten disaster movies worth of time. Like, so that's 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 like roughly eight hours, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, until we can go outside safely. How much damage
1: um, could be done in eight hours?
0: Yeah, exactly. If it if it wasn't as bad, and I guess you guys will have to tune in next episode to find out what's outside (laughs) or where we'll go to. Uh, Before we go, can we? Do you guys want to do a GBGBs and joys? Like, do you guys have anything? You've been enjoying over this past week or so. Anything you want to recommend? We're tastemakers now. I just finished, me and Amber just finished White Lotus season one last night. Ooh. Uh, that was a fucking trip. Have you guys seen White Lotus?
1: No, but only I'm, I'm season two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, 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 you know, I think it's just like an anthology, right? Season two, I think, is totally disconnected. Um, yeah. But it's, it's just a bunch of rich people being pieces of shit. And it's a very cynical show. I watched the finale right after I finished Don't Look Up, and we were in a, just a pretty bitter mood <laughs> about society last night, but it is, it's is—it's really fun. Don't let that detract you. Uh, really good acting, and it's its hilarious. Um, I've also been listening to a new album by one of my favorite artists, Carolyn Polachek, it's called Desire, I Want to Turn Into You. She put out like one of the greatest fucking pop albums ever in 2019 called Pang. Um, and she blew the fuck up. She's having a great moment right now. Um, I super love this new album. It's bangers front to back. It's weird as fuck. She's like one of the most talented vocalists, I think, in the game. And she used to be part of a really good band in the 2010s called Chairlift. But now she's doing her solo thing. And it's it's just, it's so good. Um, I love to see it it's carolyn polachek desire i want to turn into you
1: okay i'll check it out i'll look at your page um check me out yeah two weeks ago when we last recorded i said i think i recommended the band tennis and they released an album last week so check it out it's good it bangs i uh i also i also hooked up we hooked up a surround sound in our in our front room for movie watching it's gr- yeah great oh, it's funk. so nice dude we watch signs, dude, and there's freaking. Oh you, no! You can, the, the, <laughs> no. The, the characters are looking at the camera and they're watching the alien skirt aclo- across the, the roof, and, and oh, you goodness. can hear it walking behind your head. No, 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 no.
0: <laughs> Is that shit a Bose? You got a you got a no, Bose? No, we got system? Sonos. Sounds like an off-brand.
1: No, it's not. It's Poor. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Poor alert. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, right, Jason, you got you got anything you you've been enjoying?
2: um i think oh i sent it to you and i've listened to the album like three times now because it, it seems like we're doing a music thing um, yeah i mean whatever you know it could be it could be anything <laughs> I, I've, got got I've got two now. things okay, um yeah. uh natalie la forcade or la forcade uh who is um uh, oh yeah you did send that yeah, yeah I, I her think I album that, yeah. de todas las flores is new, uh, recently released. This person has won 11, 11 Latin Grammy Awards and one Grammy Award. So I'm, I'm just seeing this, but um, I, I enjoyed that. I also um, liked
0: that album, Jace. Yeah, it was good.
2: And then I, I don't know, what's the right way to say this? Um, So I decided that because we're going to Japan this year, that I would attempt to learn the language. And I've noticed over trying to learn the hiragana that it's kind of fulfilling like we're we're kind of far removed from like the school days mm-hmm. of our lives where you know you have to learn something and then you're tested on it and i've been finding that like the self-study aspect of it compared to what i normally do where like my job is sometimes literally literally to read white papers and be like wow this is rf engineering oh this is mechanical engineering how can i make it my job you know that's <laughs> kind of lost its luster for me so yeah doing these little tidbits I've got a little app where you know it quizzes me on the hiragana. I'm like, ooh, it, that's releasing some some good molecules into my brain. Good squirts, and yeah. <laughs> making me
0: feel making me feel like I'm doing something with my life. Hell yeah, dude! So so you said hiragana. Yeah, is that like the alphabet? For Japan? Yeah, is it, so really...
2: Japan uses three major systems for writing. Essentially, hiragana, katakana, and then kanji. Hiragana is like the uh man i don't want to butcher this it is one set of phonetic alphabet it's a phonetic alphabet essentially
0: they have three ass alphabets in japan i didn't know that
2: well the chinese
1: characters too like that's the half of it that's the prime yeah Yeah. those
2: are the kanji yeah yeah katakana is similar to hiragana but it's like used to bring in words from other languages so like mcdonald's in japanese is like mcdonald's Mm mhm and it's spelled out with katakana, and, but and then you'll you'll there's you'll see very regularly sentences that have all three of them structured in between them. And I haven't started to learn about the grammar yet, so it's right. only going to get more confusing. But I can see and know which of uh, uh, 55 hiragana as of this morning.
0: So <laughs> nice. Well, Jace, this is huge because uh, eventually, when we want to release the Japanese dub of our podcast, uh, <laughs> we can have you go back through our backlog and finally expand our fan base. We should have a
1: season uh, where we watch anime movies, but Jace has to watch them without subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: you guys want to try out like a f- full, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> full different language season? We'll just we'll try to do the whole season in another language.
2: That'd be, I mean, bar we you could the learn Klingon
0: like... on Duolingo. Oh, Jesus. I'm just saying, we haven't, like, for say the podcast, like, we haven't watched the other 11 Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, if we wanted to learn Klingon and then do the whole podcast in Klingon, after watching those 11, we we technically could. Like, no one could, like, legally stop us. I, we could technically
2: just open Google Translate and record <laughs> a six-hour episode that you cut down to an hour and a half. Should we do our outro in Klingon? Hotchpe.
0: that means i agree yeah so let's do oh yeah so uh thank you guys for joining us this week shall we do shall we do an outro where we give our our folks our popcorn advice that we've been blessing them with for this season can i go first you go first
1: ryan may
0: i have 11
2: butterscotch corn dogs when i forget it's supposed to be advice (laughs) (laughs) it's never advice when the sunset blows the earth way over the, I think it has to be
1: <laughs> fence. Don't check that? our grammar
0: on these. <laughs> May I have eleven butterscotch corn dogs when the sun blows over the fence? When the sunset blows the,
1: the sun earth blows. way over the fence.